Welcome to the Seed Creative Podcast, the podcast where we discuss both video production and just life in general. The goal of this podcast is the same as the goal of our business, to make a difference in people's lives. Hello, my name is George Edmondson, and today on the podcast, we have guest host Nicholas Coker. Am I a guest? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I say guest host. Oh, guest host. He's a guest host this time. We're grilling you, Nick Golden. Ooh. And our guest is Nick Golden. Hi. Is that another joke about me only being here once a week? <laughs> he is our guest. <laughs> why don't we talk about that a little bit? So It sucks. Yeah. I hate it. Nick Golden, why... Why are you Nick Golden does one thing at Seed Creative lately, and that's just this podcast. Yeah, that's will, literally all he does lately. I will go on record and say it's a lot of work, so I'm not just slacking off. But <laughs> I have school and I work somewhere else also, and I just have no time. I barely work the other place too, basically. So I give Seed more of my creative uh, energy. Creative energy, Gray Lloyd. I did not say that just now, so. Okay, hopefully he doesn't listen. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Who oh, does? <laughs> what are you like what are you in school for? What is your major? I am majoring in creative media, which apparently I may be one of the last ones. Mm-hmm. That's some tea that we, we cannot talk about, but yeah. I'm just gonna leave that in there in case I'm right in the future. So what is create what what does that all entail, creative media? Well, so Basically, they created creative media out of of the film degree that Nicholas Coker has called telecommunication and film. And I believe I was the last person to graduate with that major. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was just so bad they had to get rid of. <laughs> but um, no, no one else with the last name uh, in alphabetical order beyond a C graduated. You were literally the last. Yeah. Yeah. Coker. Wow. Starts with a C. Those D people, man. They're just terrible. All right. Anyway, so um, basically it is supposed to be a degree where it's anything in media that you like really want to do that's like involving a camera, but it's like whatever whatever track you want to go on. So I'm in the – I guess technically I'm in the producer track, but it's like directing, producing, that kind of thing. But you can also go another way and do like social media – News media is his own degree, so that's not even it either. So it's it's basically just a film degree. Yeah. Why do you want to do video for a career? Because, honestly, because I got interested in cameras, and particularly whenever Jared Land comes on the podcast, I'm going to tell him this, because Red probably single-handedly inspired me to become a oh, video wow. maker. I nice. know, right? That's something you didn't know. Um, I remember distinctly, I was, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember distinctly the day the red one came out. Like Mm. I will never forget because I thought it was the coolest thing because it was like digital and, and I'll talk about this more, like like I said, um, yeah, but that I was just got so interested in the technology, but then I also realized that I could never do the math and stuff involved. I'm good at math, but not. Like I wasn't interested in coding and that's kind of like where I went first. Um, and then it became more like I'm interested in uh, now that I'm interested in the technology. Oh, I also want to use it. And it just 
started from there. So gotcha. Guess what I just realized? What? The red battery charger is on over there and it's going. <laughs> Gavin. He can't he got up immediately. I bet audio listeners, you are gonna notice a difference. Just go through just go past it. It's fine. All right, listen. We're all gonna be real quiet. Let's see if we can listen to the red battery charger turn off. Big I difference. Heard, I heard it. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. So if you heard that, listeners, that's what that was. The red one was notoriously loud too, from what I what Yeah, I I've never about. seen one in person. Neither have I. So All right. Uh Nicholas Coker, same question. Why because I don't think we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you want to go into video? Because I know that you have had opportunities recently to do other things in the creative space. But what is it about video that you were like, you know, that's that's my career. That's my future. What? Why? Yeah. So um, one way I'll answer that question is I, I'm the type of person I've kind of dipped my toe in every artistic domain. Um and which that helps me in video, um, especially with directing, because I just kind of know all these different areas and stuff. But, um, you know, I've tried theater, I've, I've done visual art, um, all kinds of different things. But uh, film is the one that I just feel like I get the most, if that makes sense. So I guess in considering that, I, I you know, kind of realize, okay, I want to do something in the arts. What is it? It's film. That's the it's film and video. That's that's what I get the most. Now, of course, that's the question, which is pretty much what you were asking: is is why am I interested in the arts? Is because I think that they affect people in a unique way, and not just the kind of at large, you know, a movie or a TV show, you know, just you know the stuff we create as well, like you know, corporate video and and commercials and stuff. That's effective as well. You know, when you have that artistic touch, that's how you really reach people and. To just know you're making a difference by being creative, I think is is the reason why. Yeah, that's probably my answer too. So, um, you know, I and I've I've done a video about this before, and it's just you can look it up on YouTube. It's called "Why I Seed Creative," um, and you know, Jesus was a storyteller. Right. Uh, he spoke in parables. That's how he was able to effectively communicate with others and make a true change in their heart. Right. Because in in my mind, people can see themselves in the characters. They can see yeah. see themselves in the stories. They can put themselves somewhat in the shoes of of these individuals that he spoke about, and um, and then they could say the next time maybe they were going to make a decision that could have been you know something that was in that story. They can maybe choose another path. Right. Um, Teacher, who is my neighbor? There was a certain man. Mm. That's always how it goes in the Bible. Yeah. They ask him a question. And I'm just, I'm naturally a teacher Mm. as well. Like I really love, that's why like I do tutorials with motion VFX and it's like my dream job, dream client to do stuff like that. My wife um, told me, I don't know that she necessarily thinks that she had a prophetic word or anything, but she was like, I think that by the end of it, before my kids are out of school, I'm going to be teaching at their school in one way or another. Cool. Uh, and then y'all today were jokingly saying, I think George would be a good UA professor. And then it got oh, yeah. more serious and you're like, no, I really could see that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I I think that video is a, it obviously is the best way, in my opinion, to communicate and effectively uh, tell a story, get communication across 
period, maybe even more than a one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why is because you add the audio and the visual side of the story that you're telling, but then you can repeat it. Right. And repetition exactly. repetition is what people are going to remember. Uh, you, you have it over and over and over. When we have a one-on-one conversation, unless you record it, you might forget you didn't take notes, you didn't take notes well enough. And so um, I just like communicating, I like teaching, and I like uh, ultimately hoping to make a difference in people's lives, whether it's a small way or a, or a big way. And so that's one of the reasons that I feel video is like, that's that's my calling. And that's that's also interesting too because when people ask me, you know, people jokingly say, oh, you want to be the next Steven Spielberg, don't you? You want to win an Oscar. And I was like, well, that would be cool, but my only real goal in making any sort of video or film is I just want to make something that people watch and connect with. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It can be a YouTube video. And that's why I do the band stuff that I do. Cause you know, we were kind of joking about it before and it's not like I have a large audience or anything, but like there are people like really freaking care about it. Like there are people in band right now that come up to me and said they saw my video four years ago and auditioned for the band to be in it because of me. That's, and that's amazing. like, crazy to me dude there's no better feeling in the world than when someone tells you hey you don't know that you did this but here's what you did for me Mm -hmm. and i've had conversations like that that'll that'll make me choke up yeah it's just like wow and you had no idea in the moment so anthony mackie the actor that plays falcon uh from the marvel movies i saw um i saw an interview with him where someone asked the question um like what is it uh did you ever like set out to be uh, like an actor or something like that. And he said, and he kind of paused them and was like, now there's two, there's, there's a difference in being famous. Oh, they said uh, being successful. That's what they said. Uh. They said, um, you know, uh, what is it like to be, uh, did you set out to be a successful actor? Or it was like a really weird phrasing. And he was like, well, I need you to, I need to understand, or I need you to understand there's a difference in being famous and being a successful actor Mm -hmm. or being famous from acting. And he was like, prior to, you know, all the fame that he's gotten recently over these movies, he was a successful actor. He was making money doing what he loves. And he said that he went into acting because he loves it. Mm. And that's all that he pursued. And being famous is a byproduct of that that just happened and he said there are many many successful actors i dare say more successful than me and now i'm paraphrasing he might not have said this but i'm just going off on this is what i think he was going for um that are not famous and so i think it's interesting that people come up to you and they're like you want to be Steven Steven Spielberg, blah, blah, blah. Dude, so we actually did a documentary that won an Emmy. Boom, I got it in. Nice. And uh, But let, let me say, and I've said this to other people, that that thing is just a byproduct. Right. We had no intent on trying to win an Emmy. We had no intent on, uh, you don't have an intent on being Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. If you become someone that can be, you know, compared to steven spielberg well cool that's not your goal though Mm-mm. and, and I, that wasn't steven spielberg's goal either right. right yeah exactly you just walt disney i love you know i'm a big walt disney fan. i was about to bring this yeah up. walt disney said that they don't make movies to make money they make money to make more movies 
Yeah. Like that's right. what that's, and that's just what they do. Now people right now <laughs> with the way that things are Oof. with Disney might beg to differ, but that's what Walt Disney said. Yeah. And um, I believe that, you know, regardless of who the CEO is now or how they run things now, I believe that at its core, that's why Disney uh, as a company got so big is because his goal wasn't to be big. Like, you know what I mean? And and so I think that that's really that's really cool. I like how and Disney is a great example. Also, like the theme park. Also, this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but it's definitely related (laughs) of. You know, people always say, like, oh, Disney's better or Universal's better, like, this, the places. And I always say I like Disney better because I feel like it's telling me a story mm. while I'm there. Yes. It is. And I feel like, you know, that goes back to what we're talking about, which is we're, we're story people. We're yeah. Yeah. creative people. And, you know, a lot of people probably, when they hear us say, oh, we make corporate video, they're like, that sounds boring. Dude, it's so much it, fun. It could it be. It's so fun. It could yeah. be boring. There right? are videos that we make that aren't the most fun thing ever to make. Correct. Sure, sure. Yeah. But that's okay because we still find we, – we make everything creative. We don't mail anything in. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where we're going. Like, that. that's – what we're going for i mean right so we had a conversation earlier i know you're you want to say something so don't lose it don't forget it but we had a conversation earlier when we were at lunch about how um there's someone that we're going to reach out to and how they recently had a video shoot with uh some other we don't even know who it is but some other corporate video company in like birmingham or something so uh you know, and that's the thing is like there are companies that go out there and it is just a job. It's mm-hmm. like we're just here to film whatever we can point our camera at and we're going to go home and we're not going to think about it anymore. And I think everyone at Seed Creative has the same kind of unified mindset of we're constantly thinking about how can we make this better? How can we make this something that we enjoy and that that it's not just, quote, a corporate video? Right. It's like, dude, you can tell a story in anything, mm-hmm. you know? And so... Um, I think that's really cool, and I'm glad that I get to to work with people that are also like-minded in that way. Yeah, uh, and I think what we were saying about story is the key to making corporate video not only fun, but just artistic in general. Because, again, we, we have to have that story. Like you said about Jesus, he was effective because he was a storyteller. And it's the same way. I, I, you have to have that moment up front where you're talking with a client and you're kind of figuring out, you're getting their vision, you're thinking about your vision, and the vision is not enough. You know, you, if you say, hey, we, we're selling T-shirts and we want a video that shows off the T-shirts and sell the T-shirts, you have to think, okay, what's the story here? Mm. You know, even, even if it doesn't have to be, you know, this direct narrative of here comes a man and he walks in and buys a T-shirt and the change is that, he now owns a t-shirt that's cool right but no it's you know there, there is a story that's that's there I, I remember kind of realizing that doing some some independent work before i worked here at seed that was just showing off a feature in a website and i was just like how do i make this a story that's that's what needs to happen and it's you know it's not obvious but you know even if it's as little as now now you weren't working efficiently but because of this feature on the website you can work efficiently. Yeah. That kind of thing is what makes the difference and it makes it fun, makes it artistic, you know. And once you have that story to drive you, then other artistic influences just come in naturally. You have something I I, I got the opportunity to speak with Joe Russo at one point who directed um a lot of the Marvel movies including uh, Captain America and Endgame. 
and and he said that once you nail down that story, and when a story in its most basic form is just a character who changes. That's all it is. Once you nail that down, that informs every other decision you make on set. Every shot you get, you say, okay, how is how does this back up the story? Every edit you make, how is this influenced by the story? It just it makes everything work once you have that as your backbone. Exactly. So let's shift a little bit and talk about what have we applied this to any recent projects that we've been working on and like previously stated i haven't been here a whole lot (laughs) but i am i do look at our dropbox and youtube frequently sure because i want to i try to stay plugged in so what this is kind of a question for george slash maybe you too nicholas is what are, what's the most like obvious example of like a story that we pulled from a video recently? So uh, the probably the most recent uh, video. Well, there are two that we completed that are like signed off on. They paid their bill yesterday. Like right. it's a completed video, and that's well, actually one of them hasn't yet, but they will. Um, and that is performance waterproofing and Kentuck Art Festival. Right. And so um, both of those are extremely different and both are rather unique. Um, so performance waterproofing is one of our newest clients and uh, they're based in Tennessee, but they essentially take the top layer. Now they do a lot of stuff, but in this case, they took the top layer off of a um, parking deck and replaced it. And that's like a really big process, but because of what they do, they are literally making this thing last for years and years and years longer than it would have because there were cracks starting to show up. There was, um, you know, water infiltration coming in from the upper deck going down into the lower deck that's going to soften the concrete and it's going to erode the concrete. It's going to erode the rebar in the concrete, all these things. Um, and so... What was interesting is I had to have the owner, his name is Daniel, super cool guy, super fun. Um, I had to literally just say, tell me the story of, like, how does this work? Why does this work? What, like, what is the process and why are you doing it? Because we could have gone into, let's just shoot a video of them doing it. And here you go. Here's the video. They did it. The, the, the top of it was bad and now it is good the end and i wanted more than that because people need to understand the story they need to understand why and so we did a video it's super fun it's really quick but uh it's a two-month time lapse plus uh some little shots interjected here and there where we went out with our cameras and shot and shot some interviews and um daniel just stands there and says this is what we're doing and then utilizing text and the visuals uh, with some fancy editing, we explain what they're doing. And then at the end of the video, it really quickly lists why they did it. And it's saying to their client or their potential customers, if you have exposed rebar, rusted rebar, if you have cracks, if you have water infiltration, contact us because of what you just saw is going to fix this. Does that make sense? And so that's the story there. People understand. So someone managing a parking garage, honestly, you never know, might not even be aware that they are potentially putting the people parking there in danger 
because they walk through and they see these cracks and they're like, well, concrete cracks, it's not a big deal. Well, there's a difference in just a simple crack and something that like the top of that deck is about to cave in on everyone. They also might not even know that you can do what they did and fix it. Right. Yeah. It might be like, Oh crap, we got to rebuild a parking deck. Yeah. That's And so we told that story and now, you know, I mean, we literally just got done with it yesterday. And so now we put it into play and we start to see if it makes a difference for them. I think it will because they don't have any content like this. Right. Anyway. Um, and so the other example is Kentuck and I'm super excited for this video to release. Yeah. I have actually haven't seen this one. It's I, I'm going to show it to you after this. It's pretty freaking awesome because my goal here was, all right, the story is there was an art festival, the end, like that's it. There was an art festival, but I thought about it and I was like, you know, there is a story in every piece of art at this art festival. So true. Yep. So let's dig a little deeper. And it at the end of the day, this is just a highlight. It's a recap of the festival. That's all it is. But each story is told uh, through, obviously, the visuals. But even more importantly, in this regard, the audio. I did a lot of sound design on this. So, uh, for instance, one of the pieces of art is a ship. It's like, uh, and when I say, like, it's like a big boat, you know, a ship out, out at sea. And it looks as though the ship is going through these terrible storms and, and all this water is raging around it. And uh, in text on the art, it says um, something along the lines of, forgive me, I'm going to mess this up. But it says something along the lines of, um, uh, this ship looks be- really beautiful when it's at the dock. But that's not what ships are built for. Mm. And it shows the ship out at sea doing what it's designed to do as opposed to people admiring it while it's sitting mm. and not being used. And so there's like a there's a, a cut to black and then boom, it hits this piece of art and it's this thunder that roars as you see this art. And that's it. That's the story. Boom. It's in like two seconds. And then the next scene, you know, there's several other shots where there are these people that make uh, these mugs, these ceramic mugs, but they take pictures of people's pets, of their dogs specifically, and they make a mug out of the actual face of the of the dog. It's really cool. And so in the background, in the audio, really faint is a bunch of dogs barking. Yeah. And so we we told all these little mini stories really, really, really quickly. There's a shot of this big raging fire. This guy's pouring like coal or something onto a fire um, to get the heat up because they're, you know, melting a bunch of stuff. And it's just like like fire sounds. and stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. And so uh, we could have gone out there, shot a bunch of B-roll, slapped it all together with some music, and that's it. And that's fine. That tells a story. There was a festival. It has happened. And now it is over. There's your beginning, middle, and end. Right? There is a festival. It happened. It's over. There you go. A, B, and C. But I wanted to go a little deeper than that, be a little bit more creative. And from what I've been told through all the emails is we basically made everyone cry <laughs> that works at Kentuck. Dang, they I'm all, excited to see this now. It's really good. Uh, and um, and I, I really had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, but then I also did a bunch of interviews that are going to be used for to promote next year's festival. Right. And I just asked a lot of these artists some deeper questions than I think most would ask. And it's because I know that uh, they're sick of the question, you know, what is what is this piece of art? Oh, it's a ship. 
doing this. Okay, thank you. Bye. It's like I sat there and I was like, why are you an artist? That's right. a deep question. Just like I asked earlier, why do you do video? There's more to it than, oh, he's an artist. That's cool. All right, like what's for lunch? You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's just like Caleb O'Connor, the, the guy that we did the documentary on. Like there's, dude, it's deeper than this. Yeah. And if you try, if you search for it, you'll get it. And people can connect to that better. So I think that when people see this Kentuck video, they're going to connect a lot m deeper and they're going to remember the art that they see as they hear these sound effects. They're going to remember the shots a lot better just because there's that sub story of yes, here's a ship and the ship is visualizing it's out at sea, but then you hear a storm beneath growling mm. and it puts you in there, even if it's for a few seconds and then it's the next scene of a guy wiping out ceramic bowls and you can hear wiping out of these right. bowls. You can hear there's this part where I stop the music and there's this paintbrush and it goes bam and it slaps in. It's like just sliding down in slow motion on the canvas. It's like an NPR piece, man. <laughs> so, and as a matter of fact, we were talking about ASMR earlier and that paintbrush stroke that I'll show you when we're done with this podcast uh, was an ASMR thing. It's like uh. someone got this microphone up against this paintbrush. So it's an actual paintbrush stroking across this canvas. That's really cool. And it, dude, it's it's fun. It's a really fun video. Um, so those are the two most recent. But I want to switch gears and talk, not switch gears, but. And so recently uh, there was another video that I know we've talked about previously that Nicholas Coker worked on, and that was with Mammut. But we've got some pretty cool news so I want you to talk about, now we can talk about the video more than we did last time about like, you know, how um, how the story unfolded and stuff like that. But why don't you tell us uh, tell us all what went on with that particular video? Yeah, um, so the exciting news we got about this video is that um, it helped Mammut win an award. And so that's, that's the reason they commissioned us to make it um, is that, you know, hey, we're nominated for this thing. There's this big gala and it's everyone like a global award dude. yeah it's like a big deal yeah. oh yeah and you know so they were nominated for that they're like we need this video as a part of it and so that's why we were doing this job and um and we recently got the email the other day that that they they won that award they won and, you know we're we're super excited and they were they made a big deal out of you know hey y'all's video is you know what helped us get it um which is you know which is is quite affecting to hear um you know i was so, i was so honored um to be acknowledged in that way to say that you know hey something you created you know helped us do this i said that's what i'm here for you know i'm i i think i was put on this earth to make people happy and, and you know that's that's what i want to be doing if i can be helping y'all win heavy lift awards you yeah. know i'm 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 more than happy um but that video was really cool that was um that was i started it on contract uh, right with seed uh, i wasn't even working here full time and then i finished it up right after you hired me full time um and uh, I, I remember just hearing about, I, I don't think, I think it took me a while to just even understand what they did right. for that project. Um, this is, I'm, I'm glad you're saying this because I have a, go ahead, but yeah. that's good stuff. But yeah, I'm just, I, it's, basically what they did is there's this pre-constructed airport walkway. And what Mammut did was they transported it from where it was constructed, lifted it into place, and installed it. 
And and that's what that is. It's kind of, you know, one of those things you don't necessarily think about. You know, right. when you're walking at the airport, you don't think about, oh, I wonder how they got this piece of the airport well, into place. I, I do, but I'm a nerd. So. And even, <laughs> but see, what's funny, though, even you just told the entire story mm-hmm. in like two seconds. And most listeners probably glossed over what freaking big of a deal yeah. that is, what you just said. Mm-hmm. Oh, they moved the walkway and lifted it. Oh, okay. I didn't understand it either mm. until I saw your video. Mm. <laughs> That's the thing. I had read the emails. I had read the script. I, I was still like, I just, I don't really get it. Mm-hmm. And then I saw your video. I was like, holy crap. I mm. Now I get it. They took a big walkway and lifted it into place and installed it. <laughs> That's essentially crazy. Took a, they took a building and then lifted it up. That's oh yeah, this, this, this yeah. Joker. Not only did they lift it up, but they lifted it up high enough for a Boeing seven forty seven to taxi beneath it uh-huh. and have plenty of clearance. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a insane. Big plane. Yeah. That's a yeah. So um, anyway, I'm sorry. Continue, no, but yeah, yeah that that's the whole deal with like storytelling. You did it, and, and that's the interesting part. Is is the, every now and then we get this type of project, uh, and when I say we, I don't just mean seed. You know, I mean all people creating for clients. Yeah, is where you kind of have to figure things out as you go along. Because again, like you were saying, I didn't quite understand what was going on, and I had to start this project. Had to write the script and had to start creating illustrations and animations and editing and everything. Just thinking like. I kind of don't know what story I'm telling here, but I'm just flying by the seat of my yep. pants. I'm going to figure it out as I go. Yep. And you just got to trust yourself, hold your breath, and and go for it in those kind of situations. Because ultimately, the cl- the client will correct you if you're yeah. like, "Hey, this is this is not exactly how this works. Here's how it is works." And that's not a that's not a big deal right. to make changes like that. But um, but as long as you're trying to tell the story, that's that's how you can make it happen. Not only were you effective in the video and in the way you did it. But I, they have a very pretty big following on on YouTube for what they are. You know, they're more than thirty thousand subscribers on YouTube yeah. for a heavy lifting contract right. company. That's kind of crazy. That's yeah. all my YouTube subscriptions are, though, are heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, I got. It. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but what's cool is when you go and watch that video. When I looked at the comments and I shared this in the Seed Creative uh, chat that we have. Um, so many comments were like, this is the way all of the Mammoth videos need to be. Wow. This is, they, they were saying, this is the perfect length. This explained it perfectly. Uh, you know, please continue with this format. These are people that do understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that shows how effectively you were able to tell that story is that they understood it and they like the video. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So it's like... if you would have made it even more technical, they probably would not make, be making the comment, this is how videos need to be. They mm. were saying it was the right mix of technical, but also it was easily understandable. Um, and so I thought that was cool. But ultimately, again, what is amazing about all of this is you could have just t- taken the footage that they provided, slapped some text in, and said they lifted a big walkway and here, and they installed it, and that's it. I don't know that they would have won. Maybe they would have, but we'll never know because they did win. But you said, I'm going to tell this story like the best that I can, and it was effective, and it made a difference. And so I thought that was cool. And I think it's cool because like, I like watching the video. It's actually yeah. an entertaining. It's like a little mini documentary of how they did it using almost, yeah, no, all 
uh, just animations that you did and then some content that they provided and some videos they provided. We didn't even shoot anything. Yeah. We subbed a guy out out in Washington State to go get some final shots for us, but that was it. Okay, so there's one other video that I actually want to talk about, um, and we've talked about it a little, so we don't have to go in super great detail. But I think the perfect example of like our maximum, maybe not our maximum storytelling potential, but something rec- pretty recently was our DCH videos that we did. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm gonna talk about one in one in specific, and I I'm one in particular. One in particular, yeah. So yeah, so we filmed a video about a kid who got bit by a snake and was his life was saved by a DCH like regional center. Um, in Fayette and then he was eventually brought to DCH that most people know of in Tuscaloosa but that was my favorite one actually storytelling wise I feel like because the rest of them we kind of summarized the story some and shot related shots and all of them were super super story oriented but this one we went to literally we stood in the place where he got bit by the snake which is kind of dumb in retrospect well we no it's not dumb we checked it we checked but like it was just funny because halfway through i realized oh crap we're literally standing but anyway um we planned uh and it was just cool to go there and then we went to the hospital and we shot or not the hospital to like the regional location the emergency center and we shot, you know, the with the doctors. actual nurses. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it was just so cool because it was like, first of all, it's like we're shooting. We shot it in the style, honestly, of like a film. Yeah. But it's a true story yep. and it was done with the real people. Yeah. And, and like, who does that? Like, really? Like, who? Like, what other ass? What other style would you shoot it exactly like this? Because if you're doing a dramatic recreation for a documentary, Usually use actors you would use actors. Like yeah. That, yeah. But these are the actual people. The shots are gorgeous. Yeah. And and the whole thing was is that we were just, you know, wrapped in this story. And it was only 30 seconds. Yeah. Those are the hardest stories to tell, by the way. At, and Adam killed it. Yeah, Adam's amazing. Adam, Shout out to Adam yeah. for the script writing. Yeah, he he did all the arranging of the schedule and which is hard enough and is a whole man job already. And he wrote the script and talked to them and got all and we were involved too, but like he was the one that nailed it down to yeah. this is what we need to get in thirty seconds. And I mean it feels like in a good way, it feels like a five minute short film when you yeah. watch it. You understand the whole story, it doesn't feel rushed, which is awesome. And I think that's just like a perfect example of what we do here. And like, that is the, like, I mean, there's things, if we would redo it, I'm sure there's things that we would do differently, but like just as a constantly trying to get better standpoint, but that is the kind of perfect video example that we're going for because it, it, it's a story. It had a, you know, reasonable budget and it, we cared about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We, we, we typically exceed um, in a good way. I mean, we always have to be careful, but we, we're we typically going to provide a higher value than what we're actually paid, right. you know, and that's intentional. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we we shot some videos here yesterday on the psych wall, and, uh, and we set up basically an inverted psych wall in one of our back rooms. It's just pure black instead of pure white, like what we have on our, our wall here. And we didn't tell the client we were going to do that until they got here. And so it was like they thought the whole time we're just shooting on the psych wall, and then now we've got this whole other setup where we're double teaming. I'm out here shooting content 
on our wall. And then Nicholas Coker and Gavin are in a back room here at the studio shooting um, like a lot of the details and stuff in just pure black. And it's like all about the product itself. Um, That's what we do differently. I mean, like, yeah, we try. We try to. Because we're not going to. Basically, what anybody pays us for is all the amount of time we're going to spend on it. You know, they'll either pay us for a day or a month, a year, whatever, you know, and but we're going to give our 100 percent on it, even if it's the lowest budget thing that we'll do in that time frame that they are paying us for. We're going to go as hard as we possibly can. Sure. And we're not going to say, oh, well, this is only a three thousand dollar video. So. I'm just going to stand still like, no, that's that, that is never even close to anything that we do. Yeah. And it's because we care. Yeah, sure. So let me say this because a lot of this has been a lot of patting ourselves on the back, which I think is important. I think you should do that. I don't think you ever need to become complacent and you don't ever need to be someone that is constantly down on yourself. Um, you need to recognize your own achievements. You do. You need to be proud of the work that you do. And you never, so it's okay to talk yourself up, especially because at the end of the day, we want to make sales. We want people to know that we believe in ourselves and that we do a good job. But if anyone is going to get out of anything out of this that we're saying is I would encourage you, the listener, to try to do what we have found is uh is effective and works and that is yeah go above and beyond spend a little bit more time than you're getting paid to to do um you know at the end of the day these guys are getting paid no matter what hours they put in they're not working above like they're gonna bill the hours but if it's something that I said, you know, Nicholas Coker, I think you should be able to get this done in 10 hours. He has 12 hours, you know, like you can, he can put a little bit more into it. I'm okay with that because the client is going to like it and they're going to come back to us. Right. And so, um, you know, I, so if you're listening, I would just encourage you to, uh, be proud of your accomplishments and, and be okay with patting yourself on the back and talking about yourself in a positive way because it's important, obviously don't get big headed and conceited, but, um, also maybe take some of these lessons that we've learned. You know, I've been doing this for, uh, seven, eight years, almost full time. Um, and while it doesn't sound like a lot of time, that's a lot of time. It's a lot like of time. that, especially when I've been doing it full time, yeah. completely by myself up until a few years ago. Um, there's a lot of lessons have been learned. And so I just, you know, if that can save you a couple years, great. I hope that it does. Um, you know, take, just exceed expectations. Don't, don't be one of these people that says that's not in my job description or, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not paying for that. Well, you know, they might pay for it in the future. You know, like they, they really might. There are many, many clients that, the budgets that they had for the first video and the budget that they have for the most recent video are totally different because they've stuck with us and I've gone up on my prices and they know that we're worth it, you know? And so, um, it it is a, it's a slow process, but it pays off in the long run to have that mindset to, to do the best that you can. Uh, and while being reasonable, (laughs) you know, 
so um this was this was fun though yeah. i like just talking about some of the projects that we do me too and uh some of the styles that we accomplished because we haven't really talked a lot about that you know we went from we did a a waterproofing top of a concrete deck to an art festival in the same to week. a dc yeah. yeah that was in the same week to dch you know commercials for a hospital to heavy lifting of a crit you know what i mean and mm -hmm. that's just that's all just like basically it's, recent it's like, proof of concept <laughs> because basically what we're saying is if you put in the same amount of care and you know the skills will catch up you know right. especially like you know, we always say like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. We just kind of fake it till we make it. Well, there is some of that, but what we do know what we're doing is that we care and that we want the story to be good. And if we start with that mindset, the rest will catch up. So right. I think that's the theme. Definitely. All right. But yeah. Well, hey, thank you for uh, checking out our podcast. Please uh, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, do all the things. Um, we come out with new podcast content uh, every Monday, most of the time, most of the, we, we try one. our best. We, we really do. But, uh, yeah, look, talk to us. We like to talk to people. I love to, uh, I love to teach people, you know, if you have any questions, uh, or any, you know, ideas on things that we can talk about in the future, we're all ears. We, uh, we like to, we like to communicate with folks. Yep. Yeah. Take it easy. Bye. This podcast was produced by Nick Golden with executive producer George Edmondson, edited by Nick Golden and Gavin Manning. Be sure to subscribe, drop a like and a comment. Tune in every Monday for brand new podcast content, and we'll see you on the next one.